the high school por portion was quite interesting right. um, be because I spent the first few years of my time um, in California living in a hotel. I don't think you knew that either. No, I didn't um, know that. <laughs> How long did you so, do that for? Oh, um, well, I think I was probably about 14 until my sophomore year because I was still there um, for my entire freshman year. And so I remember I was actually, and I think this is probably part of my entrepreneurial uh, spirit is I remember once kids, you know, kids can just be downright mean. Yeah. And I remember definitely. once, once Especially they found out school. that, you know, my mom and I, we, that we all lived in a hotel and mm -hmm. they were like, Oh, your mom must be some either drug addict or something else. That's not. And I was like, no, we own it. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. So welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest. She is the CEO and founder of Kiwi Vision, which was founded in 2018. She has a master's in business management. She's a licensed life insurance agent. She's a mentor, financial educator, and fiduciary and a vice president level two at Silicon Valley Bank with more than 22 years of commercial banking operations experience. She's also a member of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. Her mission is to influence change, encourage and empower curious individuals to live to the best of their ability without judgment. She's known as a role model by many of her peers. She is constantly building relationships that open opportunities that are not obvious. She has a wealth of knowledge that can change one's perspective of the journey of entrepreneurship. She's all about continual learning to level up success. As CEO of Kiwi Vision, Shannon's focus is to build a solid foundation of skills and relationships that come together to develop innovative tools and solutions to everyday life. She's the powerhouse behind the drive and growth of Kiwi Vision. Please welcome to the podcast, Shannon Oganupe. Well, welcome, Shannon. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. It's 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 uh, it's been it's been a long time. Yes, it has quite a long time since we've spoken. <laughs> yeah, and you've uh, started a company, got married, have an extra dog, uh, lots of things going on in your life. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we always like to start the podcast with kind of getting to know somebody, like their childhood, their upbringing, and stuff like that, because. I feel like when someone gets to know where you come from, they connect with you better, right? So uh, why don't we talk about that? Talk about, you know, your upbringing, you know, where you grew up. Uh, we could start with that and then we'll get going to some other stuff. So so tell us a little bit about that because I, I don't think I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little bit about myself. Um, I'm originally from Atlanta. Okay. I was born in Augusta. Augusta. Uh, moved, moved to uh, California, I want to say when I was 14. Uh, my mom and my younger sister were already here. So um, I didn't start, I think I was probably in high school or right about that timing, you know, that level of when you come out here. And so um, I have, uh, well, one of my sisters actually just passed away in October, but mm, I still have another sister. That's all right. I have a younger sister who's still in Atlanta and then my mother is here. Um, so yeah, a little bit about my childhood, just um, I'm, one of four in the middle, not the youngest, not the oldest, the, 
the linchpin, as they call me. The linchpin. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Okay, there like you go. I, I, hold, I hold the family together. They call me for everything. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought the middle child was the forgotten one. No, not this one. Um, <laughs> You're like, no, um, I'm the linchpin. <laughs> I'm, I'm the linchpin. So, um, like I said, and, and you no, know, been in California ever since. I never went back home. Uh, I went to high school, went to college out here, landed an amazing job. Um, I was 21. So I've actually been at my current job for 22 years, come this May. Wow. That's a long time to be at one company. I know, company. right? That's, that's almost like not even heard of anymore. And that's what everybody says. And then when people see me, they're like, wait, how old are you? You know, because <laughs> we never talk about the age at the yeah. end of the time, just being there for so long. Um, and so now I live in the East Bay um, okay. and uh, pursuing my, I don't know if they're dreams. I'm just living on the edge and doing what's never been done in my family of mm. just, um, you know, owning a few businesses, you know, being um, an entrepreneur, working full time. I care for my mom. Um who has uh, dementia, she was diagnosed with dementia back in 2017, wow. I want to say. Uh -huh. um, so a lot on my plate. And as you said, I've um, recently gotten married. I, I'm a pandemic bride. So I actually got hmm. married twice last year. Twice oh, last year. <laughs> to the same guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> twice. I've never heard a... that before, a pandemic marriage. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I was supposed we were, we got married in May. That was originally supposed to be our original wedding date, mm -hmm. but given everything had shut down and right. we couldn't have it at the place where we planned it, I couldn't wear my dress and everything. Mm -hmm. We actually got married in the backyard, so we turned our backyard um, into our place of matrimony, and we had our wedding in September, wow. where I okay. got to wear the dress and everything. So nice. some good stuff that comes out of a pandemic when everything is shut down and everybody's forced to be at home. Yeah, well, it's a good thing that you guys made the best of it right like you like i mean and with this pandemic in the beginning a lot of people were freaking out and they were thinking it was a bad thing but from what i'm learning from the people i talked to and even from my own experience it's actually been a good thing for a lot of people i mean yeah. the, pe the people that have looked for the good in it and, and and made the best of it right absolutely yeah yes so i have a question because you said that your mom and your younger sister were already in california before you came how come you were still in atlanta and your mom and your younger sister were here already well, so there's a story to that. So, um, oh, this is going to be all the business, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> all the business here at the podcast. True story. So my um, my, so my sister, my, my other sister and my brother, my older brother who lives in Georgia, but my mom had actually moved to California to get married. Okay. Long story short, the guy was already married. Oof. How about that? That's, and uh... so my mom, being very strong as she is, um, stayed here in California, uh, did the best that she could, which is definitely a challenge, um, raising two teenage daughters in California. And she made the best of it, you know, quitting her job and everything else. So um, the, the high school por portion was quite interesting right. um, be because I spent the first few years of my time um, in California living in a hotel. I don't think you knew that either. No, I didn't um, know that. <laughs> How long did you so, do that for? Oh, um, well, I think I was probably about 14 until my sophomore year because I was still there um, for my entire freshman year. 
And so I remember I was actually, and I think this is probably part of my entrepreneurial uh, spirit is I remember once kids, you know, kids can just be downright mean. Yeah. And I remember definitely. once, once Especially they found out school. that, you know, my mom and I, we, that we all lived in a hotel and mm -hmm. that they were like, Oh, your mom must be some either drug addict or something else. That's not. And I was like, no, we own it. And so that, <laughs> yeah. That's a nice little it, pivot right there. It just does because like I said, kids are mean. And when you're growing mm -hmm. up and you're trying to figure yourself out, you're, you're like, either you're going to take it and be bullied and talked about what's reality or you yeah. do something else with it. And so, yeah, that's the story. Oh, <laughs> that's, okay. how, that's how I ended up out here. And my, my dad sent me out here because he was worried about me. I was always um, a curious person. Right. Um, you know, never always get, cause I, you know, I, I could do anything by myself. I do that by myself today. I'll fly across the country and won't think anything about it, but having that as a young, young lady, it kind yeah. of freaked my dad out. And he's like, you're going to go live with your mom. Like, <laughs> really dad? No. Yeah. <laughs> and he put me on a plane to San Francisco. I'll never forget that. Wow. He's and like, I can't handle this one. This one's crazy. She's going with her mom. <laughs> crazy in She's a good way though. Yeah. She's everywhere. I'm worried about her. She's going <laughs> to. Sounds like an so. adventure. I mean, when I was 14, I want to go anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if my parents <laughs> agree to it or not. Yeah, no, I just, I've always been curious about stuff, you yes. know, and been not, af I guess the word not afraid, just, hey, let's go see what's over here. Just really curious. <laughs> so. We could have hang out if we were, I, I was 14, you were 14. We could have hang out. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Exactly. <laughs> Joe's a lot like that. She's very curious and yeah. very, very adventurous very. and stuff like that. So, so your dad, so your dad was still taking care of the older siblings when, when uh, in Atlanta. No, I'm sorry, in Augusta. Uh, uh, no, um, no, I was born uh, born in Augusta. But I lived in Atlanta, but no, my older sister. She's seven years older than me, so I was actually living with my older sister at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Okay. And that's the one that recently passed away. So that was uh, hard right there. <laughs> yeah. So she was kind of like a mother figure in a way. Oh yeah. That was, you know, my first friend, my first best friend, you know, my, uh, she, we, we did everything together. We'd go to Paris or, um, the DR, uh, Hawaii, just, uh, we went to Obama's last inauguration. Wow. And I don't know if you knew this, my older sister was actually an author. She wrote a lot of books. She had over 65 published books. Um, wow. That I were did out. not know that. If you Google her name, it will pop up. Um, she one of her books was featured in Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. no way. Love that show. Yes. Yeah. I love that show. Yep. What's and your sister's name? name? Adrian Bird. Adrian Bird. OK. Mm -hmm. Let's Adrian look that Bird. up. Yeah. So if you guys like books, Adrian <laughs> Bird, right? Featured in Orange is the New Black. Uh, check that. Check that out. So, OK, so you're in California. You're living in a hotel and you're like telling the kids, I own this hotel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of like a, it seems like you've always kind of been like a leader kind of like you know doing your own thing so um how was how was the experience after that when did you guys kind of move into a house and start getting your your life going in in california on the west coast um it was i mean that was at the time my mom was always working and you know doing the best that she had and the best that she could but we got our first apartment was my right before my sophomore year okay um and that's when i went to high school out in santa clara and that was when Everything else just took off, turning into, you know, young adult and figuring stuff out. <laughs> yeah. So. So any big accomplishments in high school, like anything that was like a preclude to your future career as a boss lady in uh, 
in banking and now in your own company? No, I would say high school. I was probably just just uh, barely making it. Um, I grew up, <laughs> the way that I grew up. I didn't have like a, a lot of push and you know where you should go to college or you should be doing this it was just kind of like you know you figure you'll figure it out you know yeah. come, come to me when you need me but you'll figure this out and so um I would say in high school um I just I just went I took a lot of AP classes I think I don't know if you know you know I'm bilingual as well I can read write and speak Spanish fluently oh, and okay. so that was when I you know, like the AP English classes I was in the marching band played the saxophone for eight years people wow. just you know little things like that and so I went to college. I was the first person in my family to go to college. Okay. And I remember telling myself that I'm going to go um, just because, and it wasn't that I was worried about it, but it was just like, Hey, nobody's been, you know, and I had mm. already had a hard enough life. I, I knew what I didn't want mm. in life, you know? Mm. So what, what did I have to lose? And so after that, I actually went and I had got a degree um, in legal administration. That was my first degree. And I was working for a lawyer. Okay. What made that, you choose that? That yeah, career? How was that? I wanted to be a judge. That oh, was what wow. I wanted to be. I wanted to be a judge. I wanted to, to, to hit the gavel. Oh, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> I wanted I to be that. seeing that. <laughs> you know, I, that was what I wanted to do. But then when I started, um, like, documenting, reading petitions and reading all that legal jargon mm. and all the subsections, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> You're like, oh, I just look fun on TV, but forget <laughs> that. Right. And then, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, and then you got to wait to be appointed and all that other stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah it's not going to work. <laughs> so so um, after after I did that, that was the, the first one I went back and then I got a degree in business management okay. and then a little further to getting my master's um, in business management with an emphasis in marketing. And so right after that is when I actually landed at the bank and I was horrible at math and in um, high school. I kind of joke about it. I'm like, if they had given me a math test to work at a bank, I probably wouldn't be working there now <laughs> because I hated yeah. math. Me too. I'm with you <laughs> on me that three. one. Yeah. The I good mean, thing I know is- how to do basic math, but yeah. not like all the extra stuff. Yeah, you start giving me, you know, hypotenuse and three pies and everything else. I just wait what you you're like, what you're like, was that sweet potato pie or yeah pie? yeah what, what kind of pie, pie? What yeah. pie? <laughs> <laughs> hey but you know nowadays you just need calculators anyways they got mm. computers and calculators so oh, you got yeah, google now. too yeah <laughs> yes yes we have google too now so yeah so yeah. i have a question because like we're around the same age and when we were graduating college well i kind of took a lot longer but um i was on the eight-year path right <laughs> well, that's <what> my, <laughs> that was my bachelor's too by the way but so what made what made you decide to go master's? Because I think, you know, during our generation, bachelor's was kind of good enough. You know what I mean? Master's is kind of like the next coming generations. So you were probably one of the first or one of the few during our generation that pursued the, you know, the graduate degree. What made you decide to go to a master's degree at that time? Um, it's just I think it's probably my growing up um, as being a black woman. I've always been told that I always needed to make myself extra better, if that makes uh, any that, sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And so for me going, I always wanted to put myself in a position to lessen them telling me no uh, and whatever it was that I was mm. doing, even though that's still, you know, and which is a big topic today of, you know, just the whole diversity and everything else in the world. But that was why I did it is because I wanted to eliminate as many no's as I could to do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, that's very, mm. very smart. Where'd mm. you get that from? I don't know. 
<laughs> it's, it's in your DNA. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Huh? It's probably in your DNA. In probably. Your, you know I mean? I just, yeah. I, I just wanted to remove as many obstacles as that I was aware of. Aware. Yeah. You know, Awareness. Yeah. Because you don't know what you don't know. But I knew that I was, like I said, being a Black woman, you know, out here in California, in the Silicon Valley of all places, I needed to, you know, there's tons of smart people. There's a lot of smart people here, a mm-hmm. lot of colleges. And I needed to separate myself for who I am first off. And by good, getting my master's, that was a piece of that for me. And you, you knew what you didn't want. So that was really important to lead you to what you do want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you got your master's degree. Was banking really the career you thought you were going to go into? Or how did you fall into the whole banking thing? <laughs> like I, I never in a million years thought that I would be in banking and I love it. Um, but back in the day, after you finished school, you know, they would try to, there was like those uh, job careers or what have you. Where they job would help fairs. Find, yeah, not a job fair, but like they would help locate jobs for you, you know, where they would get you in front of people. And so I ended up, and what's funny, true story, the bank that I worked for before, Silicon Valley Bank, um, I actually got the job. And no joke, I got the job because of my voice. Back then, we didn't have videos and everything else. And so it's funny is they actually thought I was a white woman. No joke. And so when they, my and my name yeah. at the time was well, Shannon. Was Kennedy, right? Right, right. It was Shannon Kennedy. And, and, and so. With Oganupe, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so, but then people still are not sure because I, I'm articulate. And so when yeah. I talk to people, that's, you know, they were like, oh, you're the lady that I talked to. And the guy told me, he said, you know, customer service and everything. It was my, the way that I carried myself over the phone, which is how I got the job. And so then when I, I didn't necessarily care for the role, but then I went to, um, was a, lucked out and found the exact same job that I was doing um, at Silicon Valley Bank. And that right there was like the best kept secret. I always tell people that about SVB. That's probably like one of the best kept secrets in the Bay Area because I didn't know that it existed. I just knew I needed something different mm. than where I was. Right. 22 years later, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> Still back growing. That's crazy. It's funny you mentioned because, you know, articulate, right? Speaking well. Um, it's weird how they they consider that like, a white thing like you know like if you're if you're a person of color and you're articulate you're smart it's almost like it's not supposed to 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 go because i mean i remember when i was young like i would speak articulate i was Mm -hmm. smart and then the young hispanic kids would be like oh you're not mexican you're white i'm like why because i'm because i speak smart you know what i mean or like exactly or people would confuse you you know but i don't know that's just kind of funny i just wanted to kind of mention that but it's actually was a good thing you know like you said like you kind of removed all pretty much the barriers that were not were unseen you know what i mean like the name the way you spoke the way you carried yourself the master's degree somehow some way like you 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 did all the right things all the right steps does that make sense yeah no somehow i i i wonder myself i i really really do i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) hey sometimes people are meant to do something big i guess so i'm just following scariest Stay curious like you do. I'm, yeah, I'm very curious. And it's just kind of leading me to a path of all this stuff that I have going on, you know, and it's like, well, if I don't try, you can't fail. So what is it? Seems the, like you're the, having fun. Yeah. And what's the worst you know? someone could tell you? No, I mean, <laughs> it's a no if you don't try. So what mm-hmm. good does it do? 
Yeah, but that's a winning mindset. A lot of people will let the no, the potential no, stop them. Yes. And, you know, and a, a great mentor of mine actually, I, I think, said the best thing about hearing the word no, it doesn't mean, you know, no, it just means not right now. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I heard that a lot too, <laughs> especially coming in sales, right? <laughs> um, so let's talk about Silicon Valley Bank for a little bit because I know my cousin who I met you through also has been there for a long, long time. And, you know, it seems like that company is full of people who have longevity or at least the people that I know have been there for a long time. So what is it about Silicon Valley Bank that you guys stay there so long? No, for me, it's just their 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 genuine um, appreciation of their employees that, you know, they're about um, learning and improving and, you know, just they 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 support their employees, no matter what it is, you know, life happens Mm -hmm. and they make it known that they're there, you know, and you take care of you and your family first. And that's just, you know always something that even for me going to school and getting my master's and all these degrees, they were right there behind me and allowing me mm-hmm. to do that. You know, I got those while working full time mm-hmm. for SVB. So having that and not having to worry about, that's just a great thing. And, and it's really, like I said, it's just the culture. And I'm sure anybody that would say that, you know, it's the culture. It's a great place to, great place to work. I, 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 you know, it's an honor to be a part of their employees, their, their employee base and being there so long. Like I said, I had no idea that I'd be here 22 years later. And even sometimes I, I look up and go, wait, what year is it? How, how is it 22 years? And I quit agent like 20 years ago. I don't get it, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I love it. And so I think that's when you, yeah, your cousins there. I mean, you know, we've met, we have a lot of people in common that we both know um, yeah. that we've passed um past cross or cross paths with and so and it's a it's a it's been a pillar for a lot of great people that have come in my life that have i that i didn't know was there even paying attention to me to help me develop into who i am today and all my adventures so it's it's been an awesome journey yeah like steve jobs says his famous quote is you cannot connect the dots looking forward you can only connect them looking backwards so sure. now, so now looking backwards, you're kind of connecting the dots that all these people in your life have played a major role to contribute to where you are today. Obviously, mm-hmm. you had a huge part in it. You know what I mean? But anybody who's successful in life has always had like mentors <clears throat> or, or people kind of helping them and teaching them along the way. And then they just took the advice and actually applied. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. A lot of great people. So, um, Talk about your career there, because you started. I mean, I'm sure. I'm not. I'm sure you didn't start as a you know vice president level two. You know. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. So talk about your career a little bit. Your rise up the ranks, and you know how that kind of went. Because I'm sure there's a lot of women out there, women of color, uh, African American women that that will look at you and watch this podcast and go like, "Wow, she's a vice president." Like, but how did it happen? How'd she do it? You know. So talk a little bit about your rise up the ranks and. You know how you oh. got to where you are now, twenty-two Boy. years later. <laughs> That's been, like I think it has to do with that curiosity thing. I've done a lot of different roles and had a lot of different responsibilities. So when I actually started, I was doing um, uh, what uh, kind of like construction loan processing, 
uh, so, you know, people building things. And so, you know, it's just a basic entry and I just wanted in. <laughs> and then when I started, you know, it's kind of like when you go to college at first, you don't know what you want to do, or what you want to major in, or even starting a job because you don't know what's there. So once I started realizing what they were offering, just like the different jobs that they had, like, you know, just how they were working with, you know, reviewing documents and stuff like that, that was all new to me. So I was able to pick up everything that I was doing and seeing other individuals do and, Eventually, I, I, I ended up, um, you know, from auditing, I ended up climbing and becoming like a supervisor and then into management. And then I actually changed uh, roles and went completely different and started doing project management um, and got some Lean Six Sigma training and then ended up going back into um, the operational uh, spectrum of it. And from there, I've just always kind of done project management in some way, form or another, you know, process improvements and things such as that. And so most recently, uh, my newest role, like to the VP2, is um, just another new adventure that um, I seek out to, to go find. And lo and behold, there was an opportunity there waiting for me. You know, I had, you know, had expressed, I have a lot to learn, a lot to offer, mm-hmm. you know, you know, who, you know, who wants to, you know, where can I go? It's like, you don't know what you want to do if you're not aware of what's available. Mm-hmm. And so just having conversations and, you know, having great conversations with people there, I was actually heard, you know, about things that I was, you know, wanted to do and where I thought that I could do better. And so I've been doing this uh, VP2 since October of last year. So, and I'm learning every day. I tell them I feel like a new kid in a new school learning a new language because this is a whole different animal for me. I, I, this, I am so out of my element, but that's how you grow. So mm-hmm. I keep telling them, put the water on me. It's coming. I feel like I'm drinking from, they say, drinking from the water hose or the fire hydrant. You're just <laughs> taking all the information in. The fire hose <laughs> to the face. <laughs> yeah, just, okay, take it. Um, so, but it has been an adventure. And like I said, you know, going to school and just so much has happened, you know, I don't even realize how much, how fast time has gone by until I actually say it, you know? So, um, but it's, it's just been a journey of just a, a, a bunch of different opportunities and roles and just staying the course and doing everything that, you know, was set in front of me, either mastering it. And it was to the point where I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> because you know it's just it's like that in, in, in any place but uh, you know there's still plenty of room for me to grow there's my my knowledge is still expanding and every day I am truly in awe at what I'm learning and just how the other side of the bank works I'm like you have been doing this the whole time and they have but it's just like I said it's all new to me <laughs> yeah so basically you were curious and you took many different positions and you kind of like learned Kind of like the the employee that starts at the bottom, does all the roles, eventually knows the entire company mm-hmm. like like the back of their hand and then eventually becomes CEO because they've pretty much done every role that there is to do. I'm sure you haven't done every role, but <laughs> you're always willing to take on a new role, take on a new challenge. And it seemed like you excelled at every challenge. So they probably looked at that and said, well, man, she's conquered almost everything we've given her. Why don't we give her this this higher level? Well, I don't know if it was a higher level. It was just a different um, because I was managing people as well, which okay. I'm not doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always developed teams and coached individuals on their paths. And that's what I've been doing for the past decade or so is managing various teams, helping, you know, creating teams from scratch that didn't exist to support whatever venture or deal was coming. And so it's just kind of like 
you know, what, what else can I do? Because I, I enjoy being a manager. I'm good at um, influencing and mentoring people, but sometimes you just want to be an individual contributor. Sometimes, you know, you need a new place. So just, it's just the location that changed the name. It's not, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I don't feel like it's a, ooh, I'm a VP too. I'm scared to say it because I, I feel like, well, then what am I supposed to know? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, don't say that out loud. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's pretty much it though. It's the Silicon Valley Bank, but it's, it's just been, I, I just, like I said, they, they, they water their employees and they, they want them to grow and they listen when you speak up. So I'm Is very grateful one location? For that. One location only? What? Uh, the Silicon SVB? Valley Bank. Oh, is that no. one location or is that? Oh, Never heard no. of it. Oh, you know, they're um, worldwide pretty much. Oh. They're in there. We've got offices in China. We've got them in Bangalore. We're in Canada, Germany. I don't know how many offices are in the U.S. Um, so, yeah, if you, yeah, they're, they're a, a large commercial bank. So, so you went from basically building teams to now more like a executive role where you're dealing with just decision making? No, I am actually in the startup banking world. So now I'm actually being exposed to um, startup companies, you know, oh. pre-seed, seed and people who are raising rounds, you know, so it's a whole new and I'm really paying attention because, as you know, I have my own company that I have so I now like I, said, I can't even I can't even speak on it because it's so new to me other right. than now I'm working you know helping to bring in startup bankers and entrepreneurs and all of these folks and just really understanding because I don't know it's totally new but it's like I said now I can actually say I know pre-seed or you know the seed level or you know round raising funds and stuff like that so I'm still learning yeah <laughs> I was going to say that's probably perfect for you right now because of your other venture. Yeah. I mean, they're two different things. SVB is a technological bank. Okay. Um, so, but it, it, it's great. You know, I got my ears to the ground and, and they know what I'm doing. So it's okay. <laughs> and that's pretty cool that the company actually allows you to start your own company on the side because most, I would, I would assume most other corporations would frown upon one of their vice presidents doing something else. I don't think so. I mean, it's not like it's a conflict of interest. It's not like I'm over here opening up another bank, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, so it's not like I'm going to, you know, opening up the bank of Shannon here and taking all of that stuff. I'm well, sure that that know. would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that I'm sure would probably be a problem. And, 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 you know, to be honest, I wasn't exactly sure what my company was going to be, you know, that it was going to turn into what it turned in, but yeah, they support people. And, you know, being in the Bay Area, everybody's got a side hustle. Right. <laughs> you have to. That's true. So, you know, and I, they, they, everybody knows that. So, mm -hmm. like I said, it's not like I'm doing something that's a conflict of, you know, interest or anything mm -hmm. like that and, and having that dialogue. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, um, you're a member of the Black Chamber of Commerce of the Silicon Valley. Talk about that. Yes. So I am a member of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, um, and I've been with them for a few years. Um, you know, with COVID and everything, I haven't been able to participate in, in the things that they've been doing before, but I, I help um, coordinate various events that they put on. Uh, so one of the things, the, one of the last major events that I was involved with was the Blacks in Business, Blacks in Technology mm -hmm. event that they were doing every other year. 
um, giving some small scholarships or scholarships to people from San Jose State, having speakers come in. And so, um, you know, working with, um, you know, or having access, shall I say, to anything that I may need or any other minority or anybody, it doesn't matter. It's just called this the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, but they help everyone, you know, with businesses and um, providing resources for whatever it is that you're looking for. So mm-hmm. you don't know what we don't know, but if you have a question, there's usually someone that they can refer you to. You actually gave me an idea because I should probably reach out to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and see if they could help out. I mean, this it's a media company basically, so... It's a it's a startup media company, so you know any help, any any advice, any financial whatever we we would definitely appreciate. Well, uh, this yeah. is definitely minority. We got Filipino, we got we got Mexican American, so Filipino American, yeah. so and then our our videographers from Syria. So we're a very minority, uh, diverse uh, company here, mm-hmm. and we're proud yeah. of that. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So. Um, you uh you now started your own corporation, Kiwi Vision. Yeah, I'm not that big yet, but yes, I have well, my own. I have not my- yet. <laughs> we all start somewhere, right? I mean, have you seen our first podcast? I mean, we all start somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, so I I remember you told me the story about that, like like the inspiration behind it. It's a great story, but refresh my memory and let all the viewers know, like. How, how did you start it? Why? Where did the idea come from? Oh, yes. This is this is a story. Um, okay. Where shall I start? So, yes, I have a manufacturing company called Kiwi Vision. Uh, Kiwi Vision LLC started long ago, um, way before I had really anything to do with it. So I want to say it was probably maybe 2000 eight, nine, I've actually lost track. I was in Las Vegas, um, went to just went by myself. I told you I was an adventurous, went by myself and I had some friends that were out there. Um, and I was hanging out with one of my friends and she had to go make a phone call. And so I was sitting down you know, at the bar and actually just drinking water and an individual came and sat t- started talking to me. Um, and his name is Gary. Uh, Gary was actually visiting Vegas for a funeral. He was from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You know, in Vegas, you just start talking to whoever, whenever, you know, people are always having a good time. You're just talking. So we just talked for chit chatted for, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes at the most. Long story short, I must have made an impression or what have you. And this person actually him and his um, I think it was his daughter or maybe it was his nephew, someone they had actually sent me um, a thank you gift. Um, they remembered where I worked, which was Silicon Valley Bank at the time and thanked me for giving them a great um U.S. Um, experience, uh, just having a great conversation and things like that. And, you know, I'm, you're welcome and stuff like that. And so we just sporadically talked for years. So then once I got to know the individual, um, you know, let's say got to know Gary a little bit more over time as time progressed, um, he had a son that actually passed away at the age of eight from mm-hmm. leukemia. Mm-hmm. And so I remembered the stories because he would tell me about the things that he was doing. He had built um, a mobile bed where he was able to take his son out on bike rides and because his son you know, wasn't capable of walking. He was really ill and it was like the last six months. And so um, I remember him telling me that, you know, that that's what I wanted to do. So later, you know, fast forward to I don't think I think it was like 2015. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so, you know, just having that conversation, you know, it was like, hey, you know, I know that you were telling me about this. And 
So Gary said, hey, you know, I have I have this concept, you know, that when he was talking about his son, that he had wished that he had had this particular tool that would make making things easier and faster to spend more time with his son. So he shared the concept with me and he's like, oh, maybe there's something that you can do with this, you know, trying to care for my mom. I'm like I said, I'm the only child that single, you know, take care of my mom and half, you know, family and not in that way, but it was just something that I needed. And so I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe I can find, sell the concept. And so I did a patent search. And what I realized is it actually didn't exist. Hmm. So I filed for a patent. I got the design patent. And so I thought I was like, oh, well, maybe I can just sell the idea and somebody else, you know, someone else can take it. Ended up talking to some friends and I ended up talking to a manufacturer in the Silicon Valley shared the idea and the concept and they were blown away. They're like, wait, what? You know, and they actually, when they that ha had mentioned that they were interested in exclusive manufacturing rights, I said, wait a minute, like, why oh. would I sell something that it sounds like people are interested? Cause I am not mm -hmm. a builder. I don't, I don't play with tape. Okay. It's just not something that I do. And so I ended up long story short, I um, ended up, um, developing uh, prototypes. I have another friend of mine that has been helping me along the way that um, is in carpentry, um, well, did carpentry at, at first, um, because I'm not good at it, wasn't good at explaining it at first of the use of it. So it actually is a, a carpenter square. And so by the time I got through and we figured it out and got the prototypes and everything, I needed a name for it. So I named it the Morgan Square. Morgan was a little boy's name. Uh, that passed mm -hmm. away at the age of eight. Mm -hmm. And I named the company Kiwi Vision because Kiwi birds are the New Zealand native birds. And so since it was his idea with his son, it was his vision, I named the company Kiwi Vision. Wow. That's, uh, That's I understand that because my brother-in-law is from New Zealand. So I know the Kiwi, they're called mm -hmm. Kiwis, right? Yeah, they're called Kiwis. And yeah. so that where I got it from. And so then it just took off, you know, finding a logo with, you know, with a Kiwi bird and all of this stuff. So I had a name for my product. I had to come up with a company name and that's where it all started. And since it's been, I've been working on it probably since about, about 2016 when my mom got you know, diagnosed with breast cancer. And I kind of took some little bit of some downtime just to take care of her and everything else. And then shortly after that, my mom was diagnosed with dementia. Wow. So, um, you know, it was something that I put down for a little while, but I said, I can't stop now. And so I ended up doing, uh, talking to Gary, getting a bio about Morgan and just decided to tell his story about how Gary wished that he had had a Morgan square so that he could build tools and beds faster, given that he has such a short amount of time with his son, then he was aware of it. Thank you for tuning in. That was the end of part one. Part two comes out next Monday, 9am. Please stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.